On the Radio is brought to you by Zurich Insurance, the perfect place to catch up with all things Melbourne. If you enjoy this content and want more inside access from the team, make sure you visit the club website. Uh, plenty of footy, uh, other footy still to come, including the CEO of the Melbourne Footy Club, Gary Pert, who's just completed a, a review of, of Melbourne's uh, footy department and operations, and he's ready for us to have a chat about all of that. Uh, good afternoon to you, Purdy. Thanks for joining us. Hey, hello. Been an amazing year, hasn't it, before we get into the review? What's it been like for you as, a, as the CEO of a, of a footy club? Well, I think it's pretty much like everyone else. I mean, we were set for the year and we had it all planned out and the fixture was set and you've done your pre-season. And then, of course, it turns on its head and you're, uh, we ended up in two different hubs and then up in Queensland. And uh, you, you were just really on a week-to-week basis trying to cope with what was being thrown at us. So, um, you know, that was just a challenge everyone and I think the AFL and all the clubs did pretty well considering. How much time did you spend in the hub yourself? Um, Well our first hub was in Manly and um, uh, we thought that might be for a few weeks so I wasn't on that one but when we went to Twin Waters I was there for the rest of the rest of the season so um, it gave me a a good opportunity to really be in amongst the football program for the majority of the season, whether that was the pre-game meetings, the, you know, at on match day and the post-game reviews. And you, you really got a good feel for all the elements that are um, uh, moving around, putting the team out on the field each week. Yeah, so do you think you'll get a lot out of that? I mean, you've obviously been around footy for forever, but um, you're still relatively new in that particular role at, at Melbourne. Um, yeah, look, you can be around footy for a long time, but um, sitting in the meetings and being part of the conversations about specifically what we're dealing with as a club right at the moment of where our list's at and, and where our challenges are, um, you know, it was... Certainly not something that we thought would eventuate, but it was a um, it was a good opportunity and and sort of set up a whole lot of conversations then that you could have at quite an intimate level then after the season as well as part of the review. So, you know, every club, every business would would, would carry out some sort of review at the at the end of their whatever their year is. Did, did you feel like you had to do a more thorough review? Did you think about getting someone from the outside to to be involved in that? How did you go about just deciding what sort of review was needed, given that you would have just you would have fallen short of what you were hoping for from a footy point of view? Yeah, and I think that's a good point, which is every club, doesn't matter even if you win the premiership, you, you're reviewing the elements of your program and always looking to see how you can get better and, you know, as we're seeing at the moment, trying to improve your list. Um, but, you know, I, I wanted to take the opportunity because of what I'd been sitting in and what I'd been experiencing during the year, um, that I saw it was an opportunity to just at a deeper level give the players, coaches and staff a real opportunity to have their say as well. Um, I mean, you can see elements yourself when you're part of the program, but to, um, you know, I, I sat down with uh, 
over 40 of the players, staff and, and coaches as a cross-section um, ended up having, you know, around 100 uh, face-to-face phone, Zoom calls, conversations with people, including some experts from outside our club deliberately to benchmark our program and parts of it against um, some of the, the footy clubs and programs that I admire the most, some even in different codes. Um, and, and that gives you a really good insight to go, all right, th- this is where we're at. These are the um, improvements we need to make and then you can go about it. Could you give us a, a, a short example of that, of where you maybe look to a, another another sport or organisation to, to, to benchmark, as you said? Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, there's this... The, the area of the um, of leadership from the the player leadership groups, and it's all done, you know, slightly differently at each each different club. And um, it gave me an opportunity to work through how other clubs are using that leadership, how the players are driving it, um, what is best practice, where do we sit in relation to that, and and um, you know, there were some some real opportunities that you could see as part of that benchmarking. But also the thing that comes through is, you know, all all of the clubs at this elite level are doing so many uh, things so well. You know, they, they really are professional organisations. But the thing that sets the teams apart that are playing in the finals and making grand finals is is quite often just their ability to deliver consistently over a longer period of time. So the best teams, and this is this is definitely a, a major focus from us out of the review, is, you know, we had lots of games where we'd play a good half or maybe good three quarters, and we would let a team kick um, three, four, five goals in a 10, 15-minute period, and that's enough to lose the game. Well, the better teams don't. Um, have that lack of consistency and and from week to week the best teams their best performances aren't necessarily better it's just their their performances week to week are just at a higher level and they don't drop off to the same levels and you know that's that's why we didn't deserve this year to be in the finals I mean we set it up we're in a position where we could have controlled our own destiny but in the last a uh, few games of the year, we uh, when we went up to Cairns, um, we lost our consistent performance and it, it cost us a berth in the finals. And these are the areas we've got to get right um, to be doing what we've said to our supporters, made it clear we expect to be back in the finals and, um, and winning finals games. Simon talked about, at, at one stage later in the year, the club needing to be more ruthless. Are you? Is he right? And and how are you putting that into into play? If that's true. Well, you know, a lot of ways in what he's referring to there is the the consistency. You know, like the ruthless teams. Doesn't matter if you're playing the top team or the bottom team. You just deliver. You get the job done. Um, and you're delivering through four quarters, and you're doing it every week. And you know that that's that's really the difference. If I look at the teams that played off in the in the grand final, I look at those teams and I go, at our best, we're right in the mix with those teams. But what sets us apart is their ability to perform. So 
for four quarters week in, week out. And when they drop off, um, you know, they might drop off very slightly where teams like us, we just drop off too far and, and that's where we've got to get our attitude, our consistency. Um, you know, I've made it very clear that the way we approach our first training session of pre-season and the standards we um, find acceptable in those sessions, you know, that's what will come out when we play in games next year. So these are the areas that we're going to be focused on. Tell us, why did you decide that the roles of Alan Richardson and Josh Marnie needed to change and how will that play out? Um, as a club, we we still don't have the home base facilities of a lot of other clubs. Um, and so it has been a big focus for us to be building a training facility out at Casey Fields. And, you know, we've had two quite major developments out there. We're in the process and it's progressing really well, working with the state government and the AFL about building a home base within a, the precinct around the, um, the MCG, which um, is so critically important for the, the, uh, the identity of the Melbourne Footy Club. These are big projects. They're important for us and our footy program because right at the moment, we do not have the facilities that are allowing our players and coaches the, um, to have the same resources that the teams were competing against. So that's a really important part of where we're at. And so Josh Marnie's role has just become too broad, having to focus on the facilities, AFLW, the VFL, um, and also where we're at with our AFL men's program um, so to me, it was a pretty obvious outcome of the review that our AFL program, Simon Goodwin and the coaches, need a real dedicated focus support from someone who, you know, and Alan Richardson I've put into that role, who is just all day, every day focused on the performance of the AFLW men's program, um, is not caught up in the facilities work. Uh, working groups, not tied up in a lot of the football administration now that's uh, become part of that role. So it was about focusing and dedicating people to the roles that are required. I mentioned you've been in the game both as a, as a player and an administrator a long time. Where, so you've seen a lot of coaches at, at close hand. Where would you say Simon Goodwin is at in his in his coaching space or career, however you want to want to term it? Well, I think, um, you know, Goody uh, is is very good one-on-one with the players. Like, from the review, you know, you, you, there's a lot of support for Goody. He's someone that, um, you know, the players talk about. He's a good teacher. He's a good educator. He makes them better players. Um, and, and we've got a talented list. So I think the challenge is always a lot of focus on the head coach. It's, it's nearly like he's the only one involved in leading the program. But there's so many other leaders within that program. And Goody has to align with all those leaders within the program and ultimately get the best out of that player group. So, um, you know, this is the challenge. And it's, you know, he sees it. You could say it for all the coaches. Um, The best coaches, and this is a big focus for Goody at the moment, 
is to be looking at the talent within the list, look at what are our strengths and attributes. I mean, we have to be making the finals and winning finals games, not not the way Richmond plays or Geelong or any other team. The strengths and attributes that we've got in our list, um, we're, you know, Goody's challenge is to bring those out and, uh, you know, that's going to be our focus to go. That's what's going to get us back into the finals and he sees that clearly and he's, you know, excited about the challenge over this pre-season um, to really focus on that area. Has that not been done enough in the past then? Well, you, you've got to look at the results and actually um, I think with every team is the teams that are playing in the final, especially those that are making the top four, um, have been able to consistently get the best out of their players. I mean, we had three players in the top 11 in the Brownlow. We've t- clearly got talent in the team um, and, and the focus of the player leadership group, the coaches, including Goody, has got to be about consistently getting the best out of that group for four quarters every week. So where, where our whole coaching program's at, that's the challenge that they've got right in front of them now. So you should be strike. You should be challenging next year. Then, in in your mind, in terms of, of of you know, all things being equal, we all know injuries and other factors. But you should be right up there. Well, and we said the same this year. You know, we we uh, we wanted to be playing finals this year. As I said to you, with um, with four games to go, it was in our control, and we were playing two of the bottom six teams at the time. Um, we really had it. As a real possibility, um, this year coming into you know this preseason, we've got to be working on our game style, on our program, so that in 2021, absolutely we're we're in the finals. But um, you know, playing a style of football that can win finals games as well, and that's certainly our focus as a club at the moment. Do you think you'll get Ben Brown in in the next couple of days? Oh, look, I'd like to think so. I think whenever you've got a player that wants to get there and the club wants them there, the, the deal normally gets done. Um, and, and we need two key forwards. I think all of the Melbourne supporters would have seen um, uh, Sam Wiedemann battle, you know, the whole year. And, and uh, you know, he needs another big body player down there every week. Um, in combination, and I think um, Ben's shown that he can do that. So uh, um, he'll be an important ingredient for the program, and and he's uh, he's keen to get there, which is great. Do you need to know the list size and the and the, and the, what the cap's going to look like sooner rather than later? It would certainly help. It's, it does seem a little bit bizarre that we're all negotiating to build our lists um, for a hypothetical number. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, it's pretty obvious if you were to chat to any CEO or um, any list manager, uh, who, you know, we're all trying to manage our finances at the moment because of the, uh, the pandemic in, impact on all the clubs. So that sort of information is really important for us to help um, us manage financially, but also from the list managers, they want to know what they've got to be trading with or how many spots they've got to be building the list that's going to um, 
you know, maximise their performance next year. So it, it is a bit of a bizarre situation at the moment. So no indication of when you might know? Um, we've two or three times we've been given an indication and it sort of just hasn't eventuated. So um, we're just really, we're, I think everyone's putting a lot of pressure on and we're really hoping that that gets articulated very soon because there's, you know, there's players' careers on the line, resting there, waiting to hear that information. It, it's, um, it is really, really critical information for everyone to know. Purdy, appreciate your time. As Just as we let you go, uh, is there any... Dee's got anything up their sleeve? Any surprises in the next few days other than what we've heard about already? Um, not really. I mean, as you know, Ado, every team's talking to each other about lots of hypotheticals and just sort of testing the water on stuff. So um, we're the same as every club. We're, we're looking at every opportunity, but um, there's nothing that's, uh, that's brewing... Um, and, and unless it gets a little bit more traction, and we've tried to be really transparent with our supporters whenever that happens, and we'll continue to do that. Thanks for your time, mate. Enjoy the off-season, and uh, look forward to next year. Thanks for being with us. Great. Thanks, Hello.